The first thing a recruiter does when they get a resume is they're going to Google you. Um, they're going to go to your LinkedIn profile. And they're going to see what you are like. And that's what social media does for you, right? It gives you a glimpse into that person's personality, what they like, what they read, what they write. Um, that, those are all signals to a recruiter. It's stuff they want to know before they actually pick up the phone and give you a call. Let's go! Hello and welcome to the brand new You Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you build your brand. We meet here each week to learn how building your brand can help you grow your influence, amplify your online reputation, and ultimately impact your career. I'm your host, Ryan Roten, and today's guest has been called the mad scientist of online recruiting. Chris Russell is the founder of CareerCloud.com. Chris is a digital recruiting consultant, recruiting blogger, and HR tech advisor. He loves experimenting in the online recruiting space and has founded many recruiting tech startups and various job boards, including a very successful local job board network called AllCountyJobs.com, which he sold in 2012. Chris has been connecting job seekers to employers since 1999, and when he's not running CareerCloud, you can find him on his kayak or biking in the local trails in Connecticut. Chris, it is my pleasure to welcome you to the brand new You Show. Well, that sounds like me, Ryan. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I've been listening to your podcast, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, for a while now. And I knew after probably halfway through your the first show I listened to that I w- eventually wanted to get you on. So I appreciate uh, you reaching out and us connecting via LinkedIn so that we can make this happen. Absolutely. Happy to talk to a fellow podcaster. So before I get started with all the fun questions that we're going to talk about today, I have, I have a really boring one that I like to start everybody off with, which is, if you could vacation in only one place for the rest of your vacation days, where would you go? Probably uh, probably Cape Cod. That's where uh, family and I go every year. We rent a house and I kayak, I fish, I ride the bike trails. Um, it's just kind of a little piece of heaven uh, one week out of the year. So Cape Cod is definitely my choice. Very nice. Would you? Do you stay closer to like Hyannisport or do you go further out onto the Cape? Yeah, further out of the Cape, uh, East Ham, Wellfleet, those areas. Okay. I, uh, I'm somewhat familiar. I actually worked on Nantucket Island yeah. for a summer between my uh, freshman or yeah, my freshman year in college and my high school graduation year. So it was, it was, it's a really pretty area. Yeah. It's just uh, so relaxing and um, really helps recharge me for, uh, you know, the fall and stuff. So great place. As I take a look at your profile, I see that you have a BS in marketing and then you made, you got a master's degree in information systems. So I wouldn't necessarily peg you right out of the gate as being someone who would be in the recruiting space. So I'm curious, what was it that piqued your interest or got you curious and made you become passionate about recruiting? Yeah, so a great question. So early on in my career, somehow I got into writing resumes for my friends. So in my mid twenties, late twenties, I was kind of moonlighting as a resume writer on the side. I guess it started by my friend seeing my resume and saying, "Hey, can you make me one of those?" Um, <laughs> that's kind of kind of where the genesis comes from of all this, right? Once I started doing resumes, eventually in my 30s, I got my master's degree from from Pace as a you know, information systems, and um, this is around uh, 97, 98. Once I graduated with my um, my degree, my other degree, I decided to, I wanted to do something else with that degree. I didn't want to go to waste. So at the time, I had just gone through a job search um, and I'd used a couple of sites like back then Monster, Hot Jobs kind of things. And there weren't too many other sites around uh, that, that targeted my local area. I'd also just got a job at a web design firm. So I was doing a little bit of coding and um, more of a project manager, if you will, but I did some coding as well. 
And we built a site for a recruiting company and the owner of that company wanted to have jobs on his site. So we built a little database tool for him to input his jobs, edit them, delete them, if you will. Very simple way to post jobs on a site. That's kind of where the sort of the next part took over, right? I said, hey, this is pretty easy to build. Why don't I create a, a job board of my own that uh, services my local community in Fairfield County, Connecticut? Uh, having just graduated, having just kind of you know, got the entrepreneurial bug in me still, I wanted to do something with that. And I kind of put two and two together. And uh, over that summer of 99, I started coding it at home at night. I launched it in September of that year. This is right, right during the uh, dot-com boom. So literally every company was hiring, and they were just throwing money at anything that moved as far as recruiting goes. So I had a little bit of luck on my side in terms of timing. And uh, once I launched the site called FairfieldCountyJobs.com, which is still around today, I, um, I pretty much had traction right away almost. I had a friend, some friends in HR across the area who uh, posted jobs. I remember getting my first check about a month in. And uh, from there, it just kind of took off and uh, a business was born. So uh, I ran it uh, on the side. I still had a full-time job while I was doing this. I think my f- first year, first year, I made maybe, you know, 10K in, in the four months that I was online. And next year, I made about 50K and then 75K and it kind of, it, uh, it grew from there. After about two years of working full-time um, in 2000, 2001, when the dot-com crash happened. That's when I got laid off. But by then, I'd already had a site going on for a couple of years. So I had a second income already. So uh, it allowed me to basically leave that, you know, got my walking papers and uh, went to work for myself after that. And I worked from home for a number of years till I sold the business. It was mainly a uh, small business in that time. I had a couple of uh, part-time employees over the years. But I really tried to focus on uh, just connecting people with uh, with jobs through technology. And that's kind of where it all started. And so somehow during this time frame, I'm assuming this is where you've been now given this moniker of the mad scientist of recruiting. Can you tell a little bit about how you got that title, if you will? Yeah, so I'll give credit to my, my pal in the industry, uh, Joe Stubblebine. He works for uh, Beyond.com. He kind of coined that for me. That that really stems from me just experimenting over the years. I've built probably 50 to 100 different sites, uh, all based on recruiting, whether it's a blog or a job board or some other types of recruiting technology apps. I have a number of apps I've built over the years. So um, I, I'm a tinkerer. I like to experiment with technology, and it's all, it's all focused in the online recruiting space. So it's uh, something that... Uh, interested me a lot in trying to find the next thing and see what sticks. So that's kind of where the, uh, the moniker comes from. Once you sold allcountyjobs.com, you, you didn't seem to let too much grass grow under your feet. It seemed like you founded Career Cloud just a few months after that. So can you can describe for the listeners who may not know, what, what is Career Cloud? Sure. So Career Cloud is a career content site uh, with apps and tools and advice for the modern job seeker. So initially, it started out as um, a social resume platform, and it's kind of morphed into this other thing, which is uh, what you see today on Career Cloud, which is articles uh, with a lot of great advice, practical advice that I can focus on, tools. We have a number of different apps and, and web tools you can use to, to find work, and, uh, of course, the podcast, which I've been doing for a number of years. So it's really all designed to help educate job seekers and make them better at job hunting. Job hunting today is a complex and time-consuming process like never before. And um, most job pe- most people haven't been taught how to job search properly. You know, it's all word of mouth and 
most of them are doing it wrong, Ryan. They're, uh, they're just not doing what they should be doing to find work properly. And, uh, they really have to educate themselves. So I'm trying to do them one, you know, one, one post, one app, one podcast at a time and um, help them get better at the job search. So it's kind of what it's all about. Yeah, you mentioned social resume. Was that like the, the initial kind of push when you said, I'm, I'm going to build career cloud? Was your original thoughts around this social resume? Yeah, it was. Um, there's People have so much data online now about themselves, you know, um, that uh, the social resumes were designed to let them aggregate all that into one place with their own URL, if you will. Kind of a LinkedIn plus your Twitter plus your Instagram plus your Facebook, et cetera. Um, it's actually going to be, it's still online right now. But we're actually going to be sunsetting it um, this year. Ah, okay. It's something that, uh, you know, it, it was cool. It's still, I think it's still cool, but A, it doesn't make money. And B, it just hasn't taken off as I thought it would. So like any good entrepreneur, I'm going to pivot. You're going to be seeing a lot of new things on Career Cloud and, and, and this year as well. Most of it will be web-based and um, uh, just some more great tools to, to help the job seekers out there. Even though you're going to sunset the social resume portion of Career Cloud, would, would you agree that job candidates, job seekers today, whether they know it or not, they still have a quote unquote social resume that exists online that can be found by recruiters or hiring managers. Absolutely. Um, the first thing a recruiter does when they get a resume is they're going to Google you um, or they're going to go to your LinkedIn profile and they're going to see what you are like. That's what social media does for you, right? It gives you a glimpse into that person's personality, what they like, what they read, what they write. Um, that, those are all signals to a recruiter. It's stuff they want to know before they actually pick up the phone and give you a call. Yeah. Do you think at some point, someday, maybe the social resume will weigh higher on a hiring decision than an actual resume? Yeah, I think it already is for some positions. You know, if you're if you're in marketing or tech um, or creative things like that, where uh, you have a lot of that stuff online already, the social resume is already becoming a valuable tool for both recruiter and job seeker. So as a job seeker, it allows you to stand out, of course, right? You can put your opinion out there. You can put your work out there and, um, and show off who you are um, with tools like Twitter and Instagram and, and LinkedIn. So in, in a variety of industries, it's already being used, you know, not sort of officially, but uh, a combination of all these things. You know, the web is your resume basically now and um, all your social media is online. It's all findable by recruiters and uh, they're definitely looking. So do you think, do you think job candidates would be better served to have an online hub? We'll call it a website for lack of a better term versus a bunch of different accounts in social media so that, you know, hiring managers or recruiters kind of have to go ferret out where, where they exist online versus just coming to one centralized location. Yeah. It's definitely helpful if you're a job seeker, you know, um, I would say to a job seeker, uh, create a little website for yourself, whether that's, could be an about.me page. It could be just a, a website that you have for yourself where you can link to everything. Pretty much every kind of web tool now lets you link to all your stuff, basically. You know, you can sync your LinkedIn, sync your Twitter feed, whatever it is. And the technology is, is so good now that you can actually do that. It's pretty easy to do. Yeah, I think one of the things that surprised me is I've been doing this podcast and talking to different people. And it really came to light when I was talking to Audra and Katrina a few episodes ago is that these social networks, especially like Twitter and Facebook, you could look at them as big talent pools that are kind of in disguise. Would you agree with that, too? Yep. Oh, totally. I mean, uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, I mean, these are, in effect, the national resume database of the world. Everyone's online pretty much. And if you're not online, then you're doing yourself a disadvantage. I mean, I just talked to you. I went to a job search group a couple of weeks ago and job seeker showed me his resume. He wanted a quick critique. First thing I looked at it, I said, where's your LinkedIn profile? It's not on there. So, um, and he goes, well, I'm not on LinkedIn. I go, what? 
You're not on LinkedIn. Well, do you know that 97% of recruiters are and they're looking for people like you? So you better get on there. And so, yeah, it, it's, um, it's definitely a good thing to do. Yeah. How many people do you think you run across in a typical week or month where they're just adverse to the whole social media thing? I don't need a LinkedIn profile. I don't want Twitter. I don't want to touch Facebook. And we, I mean, we both know they're doing themselves a disservice, but how many, what rough percentage would you say of people you run into still fit that mold even today? I don't know. I'd say maybe. 20%, something like that. All right. That's, that's not as high as I, I, I was thinking you might say, Yeah, <laughs> but it's still, it's still pretty surprising. I think considering the time that we live in and the prevalence of all these different networks and how even, you know, Twitter and Facebook and, and, and you mentioned it, LinkedIn, they're becoming some of the biggest resume repositories in the world. Yeah. It just surprises me that people don't, don't see that. Yeah. And some people don't, you know, one of the reasons people don't get on there because they're, they're happy in their jobs. They've been working for, you know, five, 10 years at a company and they haven't really had to job hunt before. So if they do happen to leave or get laid off now, you know, again, going back to the uh, job hunting is so complex now, they don't know where to start. So they're a bit overwhelmed with all this new technology. That's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, probably that guy was not LinkedIn yet. So it's interesting though. Yeah. Where would you recommend someone to start based on all the things that are taking place today? Definitely LinkedIn. I mean, that's the number one place to, to be on if you're a job hunter branch out to other platforms as you as you get comfortable with them you know uh, don't stretch yourself too thin but just start small start with one side and, and build from there that's my advice you alluded to this earlier. You have several apps in the App Store, and, and I'm referring just to iOS. I assume you have Android versions of some of them as well. Mm -hmm. And and one in particular, I think you have six apps on the App Store. One in particular that I actually downloaded and installed and have been playing with it for the last couple of days is called Job Master. Yes, and it is it's really it's really very cool. You've done a great job putting it together. It's easy to use. I was actually kind of surprised when I clicked on the National Sites button. There are actually thirty job boards mm -hmm. uh, in in the united states yep uh, national ones that you can basically have jobs from, from all over the country that you can potentially use to find work so one of the reasons i built that uh, app brian is um is to help shop seekers maximize their search i think um you have to really uh leverage the sites that are out there i think it helps you find work faster so i don't recommending you know making all those sites part of your daily Daily routine as a job seeker, it's too many, um, but you can certainly find some sites in there that you may like and that uh, may prove useful. And you know, s you use things like their email alerts to help leverage your time, right? Sign up for an email alert. Just let them let the jobs come to you from all these sites so that you having to visit them all the time. But, um, I think too many job seekers don't <clears throat> realize that all these other all these other sites out there, whether it's a niche, a national site, or a local site, that they could it should be using to to find work. I painstakingly created that database in there. So it has over a thousand job boards from across the world available at your fingertips. You can browse them all from within the app and uh, see what else is out there because you're definitely probably not using all the sites you should be as a job seeker. Yeah, I mean, it's loaded with with opportunities here. I mean, I'm just looking at the national sites. There's 30 in the U.S., there's five in Africa, 19 in Australia, 43 in Canada. I mean, holy cow, who who knew? Yeah, <laughs> and there's, there's still more I haven't discovered yet. So uh, there's more. More, more to come in there as well. I assume you've just you've basically tied into their API and you're pulling all the all their information into your app. So every literally everything is at your fingertips. You don't have to go to all these different sites anymore on your desktop. You can literally search for jobs in your area right from your phone now. 
yep, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Now I did notice too, there are, it's a free app. You can download it for free. You can use the vast majority, it looks like, of the app itself uh, for free as well. You do have two paid things in, you know, in, in app purchases that you can make. They're only a dollar each, but can you explain first what a niche site is? That would be one thing that you would have uh, an in-app purchase for. So yeah, uh, all the country sites are free and to access the niche of the local ones. 99 cents is just a one-time fee. So the most you ever pay is two bucks. Um, but niche is all the industry sites, right? So all the accounting sites, all the marketing sites, um, I just, we just put a category in there for uh, dentists. So there's actually five dental job boards online today. So if you want to work in dentistry, those are the ones you're going to want to look at first. A to Z basically from, uh, accounting to, uh, to, uh, to even some women specific, uh, like diversity sites as well. So, um, lots of good stuff in there. All the local sites are all, um, those are just, uh, US based for every state. So for every state, there's a good five to 20, depending on the state size. Uh, local job boards you could also be using. So you also, I mean, you have Jobmaster and that's all the job boards, but then you also get kind of specific in a different type of app called Social Media Jobs Guide. Is that app literally limited to just jobs in the social media space? Yeah, that was a little experiment again um, that I did uh, a few years ago. Um, it's really just a, um, it pulls in, yeah, it takes all the different social media job boards out there. And it kind of uh, aggregates their listings into that into that one app there. It's the it's the mad scientist at work, huh? Yeah, I was really into social media jobs uh, a few years ago, so it's, that's the reason I built that one. Let's talk about the podcast for a little bit. Um, you you run a podcast. It's a weekly show called Career Cloud Radio. How how long have you been at the podcast? Gosh, I've been podcasting probably since around oh seven. Oh okay, um, long time. You're yeah, like a vet. Uh, definitely. Um, I've my I think. Uh, all my shows are hosted on hipcast.com, which is where the platform I host them all. And I don't know. It's the last time I looked at it, it was something like 5 million downloads over that time span or something. It's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, it started out um, as a different name and it's kind of morphed um, once I started Career Cloud. Uh, so the original title of the show was Secrets of the Job Hunt. I actually wrote a book back in, uh, self-published a book back in 05 or 06 and uh, had a podcast of the same name. Just been uh, talking to lots of recruiters, career coaches, resume writers over the years, getting their take on how to job hunt. It's kind of my way of giving back, just putting out some great practical advice over the years. Uh, so done lots of shows, talked to pretty much, I don't know, every career coach uh, who's online these days of any sort of significance. And um, just a lot of fun and uh, something I'm, I'm pretty passionate about and uh, I just love doing. Yeah, you just recently had a had a episode with Jessica, Is it, it? I think it's Hernandez. Jessica Hernandez, yep. Yeah, very good. She gives a lot of great yeah, practical great. advice and tips in that, in that show. If people go download your podcast, definitely check out that one. It's really good. Definitely, yeah. It's, um, I really try to focus on practical and sort of tactical things you can take away. I hate theoretical advice. I want like actual advice, jobs you can use to go find a job, you know, as soon as they get, uh, as soon as they stop pausing and, uh, and get out there. So, yeah. Now you mentioned you, you wrote a book, Secrets of the Job Hunt. Is that book still available? Can people pick it up somewhere? No, it's, uh, sitting in some boxes in my office here. Uh, <laughs> it's somewhere. Uh, okay. It's a little, uh, it's over 10 years old now. So some of it's a little out of date as far as like some of the tools and stuff like that's in there. But, uh, if anyone wants a copy, uh, stop by and I'll give you one. <laughs> Any thoughts of turning it into a, an ebook? Put it up on Amazon? Yeah, it might actually. It's a good idea. There you go. You can, uh, you can send me, a, you can send me a royalty now for that idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got it. All right, 
Chris, let's talk about your consulting business for a little bit. You know, we've talked a lot about job boards and job boards has come up on on my podcast multiple times. I'm sure it has on yours as well. And everybody talks about job boards are dead or dying or, or whatever. But I'm more curious to, because you work with a lot of these job boards. What do you think job boards get right today? Well, they deliver candidates to the employers who want them. I mean, particularly in sort of the niche and local spaces, employers need a place to post their jobs, right? They're, they're always reacting to uh, their recruiting needs and they're always going to be doing that uh, as far as, as far as the eye can see, right? So every time an employer has a need for a job, they need a place to post it. And that's where job boards come in. Um, most companies don't have the traffic to their career sites. So they need immediate eyeballs on that job listing. And where do they go? They go to job boards first, right? That's uh, the quickest, fastest way to get a candidate these days. And that's what job boards do well. How would you recommend job seekers today utilize the job boards? So when I was coming up through the ranks, if you will, uh, Tim Samir, the, my first guest called it the pray and spray method. You know, you posted your resume on the job board to many, many different jobs and you kind of hope that somebody called you back. Clearly that way doesn't work. Is there a better way for candidates to strategically use job boards? Yeah. So I would say that that does work. I, I, just, I just preface that by saying that you sh- that shouldn't be your only, you know, tool in your, in your, in your job box, right? Um, I do believe you, you should be putting your resume on the, on the, the, you know, a handful of big sites to again, maximize your presence on there. You know, Monster, Career Builder, Glassdoor, Indeed. Take the top 10, you know, national sites out there and get your resume on there. That'll give you the most exposure across the, the industry itself. Secondly is um, email alerts. Um, you want to sign up for as many email alerts as you as you want to, as far as that goes. And again, let the technology do the work for you. I think that when you're using a job board, there's one of my good tips is that if you see a job you like, apply to it immediately. So if you do, if you're doing the email alerts and you're getting, checking those every morning, um, and one comes across, you know, apply to that job as soon as possible. I think the faster you apply to a job, the better. It's just a general rule I, I go by. It, uh, it gets you into the, uh, the recruiter's hands sooner. A, you're top of mind really with them. And uh, that's helpful as, as far as that goes. Now you mentioned, you mentioned indeed uh, there's a, there's a really cool tool that I like on indeed. I'm curious what you think about it. How should, how could job seekers make use of the indeed's trend tool? Indeed trend tool. Yeah. So it's, I don't know if it's a great tool for them. I mean, it's interesting to see what the, uh, what's happening in the job market essentially. So you can type in a keyword, you know, one of your skill sets, maybe like a you know, Java developer or customer service, you can see the trends as far as is it going up or down, right? So are the employers looking for more of those skills or less of those skills? That kind of gives you a sense of the market overall um, and what's happening in it. I think uh, if you see it going up, your skills are in demand more. Perhaps maybe you can make a little bit more money in that case, right? It might uh, give you a signal as far as helping you negotiate your salary or things like that. So. Now, you, you not only put together a lot of different tools and, and apps and applications and websites for job seekers, but you also help employers and other recruiters uh, as a part of your consulting business now. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, if what do you do in the recruiting tech or HR technology um, realm, especially when it comes to tech startups? Yes, yeah, so I work with a lot of job boards, uh, recruiting software startups, and employers too, to kind of just navigate this world of digital recruiting, right? So on the employer side, I help them find job boards. They might uh, w- will help with um, uh, recruiting their whatever talent they need. 
Um, I can help them with employer branding and creating better career sites, things like that. And then on the vendor side, helping these job boards and uh, recruiting startups to really message better, uh, talk to the HR, uh, talk to the employers in terms of the wording, um, their pitch, things like that. So I've been on both sides of the fence here. I've been, uh, I've been on three sides. I've been a candidate. I've been an HR vendor. And I've been a, a recruiter as well. So I spent a few years in talent acquisition um, recently. So I, I know how all this works together and, and how, to, how each of these should be talking to each other as far as messaging goes. So I do a lot of, um, for job boards, I replatform them on new software. I show them how to market better to employers and kind of the vice versa of that really is what I do. So employer branding is kind of a relatively new thing. Where do you see the biggest opportunity for improvement for employers when it comes to their employer brand? They're not showcasing what their work environment is like enough. They're not letting their employees speak, right? They're hiding behind these career sites with uh, stock photo images of people who don't work there. And they're, they're not being transparent. And job seekers don't want to see that. Job seekers want to know what it's like to work there. So I love to see companies who uh, are actively promoting what it's like to work at their company. And that manifests itself on things like Twitter and Instagram and where you're actually seeing photos of the office, photos of employees in action, talking about, you know, a lot of companies will now write about, you know, advice on talking to their recruiters. How do you impress a recruiter going to an interview? You know, those types of things are what job seekers want to hear. And uh, they're increasingly demanding more of that. So you're seeing a lot of now and in tech circles, like all these tech startups, you know, they're so competing for talent so much, they're really... Um, focusing on the culture itself and showcasing that online through social media. Hey, here's what's like to work here. Here's who you'd be working with and here's why you should come work for us. And that's really refreshing from a candidate point of view. Yeah, I think so. What's probably the best example of employer branding that you've seen? Gosh, um, I mean, uh, I'll just name some companies who do it well. So uh, okay. here in Connecticut, like Gardner does a really good job. So if you search on Gardner across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, Fidelity, Sodexo, Amtrak, um, just to name a few, uh, Geico. Uh, all those companies do a great job in terms of just promoting their um, internal employees and, and uh, the culture and, and what it's like to work there. So if you Google any of those companies, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. In, in your area, you probably are starting to hear, or maybe you've heard about it for a while now. Companies are starting to look at what, what's re loosely referred to as big data. How do you see big data when it comes to employees and information about individuals and people? How do you see that impacting the recruiting process down the road or even the hiring decisions? Well, as a job seeker, as a candidate, increasingly more of your information is coming online. And so what you're seeing now, you're seeing that some of that manifests itself now through things like people aggregators, right? There's a number of companies like uh, Intello, TalentBin, Dice has a product called, uh, it's called OpenWeb. And what these tools do is they basically crawl the web and put your profiles together. So you can actually do a search on a, on a skill or a name on these tools and it'll pull up all your profiles that you've done online. Uh, it'll pull up um, all that information in your bio you know, in your Twitter bio or your LinkedIn profile that you've written there. And so it makes all this stuff searchable. And as a recruiter, um, it's never been easier to find somebody than it is today. And that's how it's 
currently manifesting itself overall. And that's just going to grow, right? It's just going to pretty much eventually everything about yourself is going to be searchable uh, on a database somewhere. It's uh, it's a reality. It's coming, you know, um, so get ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I read that Intello actually has an algorithm within within their software system that can predict based on updates to a LinkedIn profile, whether a person is actually looking to leave the current company. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's called like social signals or something like that. Um, that blows my mind. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a, a data there that helps determine that, you know, if you're a savvy recruiter, you can kind of see when somebody up to, updates their profile, especially on LinkedIn, you know, you know, kind of there, oh, they might be uh, getting ready to look or, you know, it's, it's definitely a signal that uh, recruiters are looking, looking for and want to see. Do you ever think we'll get to a place where we have what I'll call an employability score, meaning these these companies, Intello, TalentBin, OpenWeb, or you know one that hasn't yet started, will be able to aggregate enough data from you online that they can kind of rank you and give you a score from an employability standpoint? Do you think we'll ever get to that kind of point? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of trying it now. Like LinkedIn has a, a score, I think, um, when, you, when you're doing like a search on, on keywords and things like that in terms of, you know, matching, right? A lot of companies are trying this whole, this whole matching thing now. I think eventually it'll get better. I think today it's still not that great. I think there's too many other variables going into a person's hireability, you know? Um, I mean, to me, people hire people. And so you never have to, never forget that, you know, no technology, I think, can, can give you that, you know, gut instinct feel about a person. Um, eventually you're gonna have to go in and meet the company anyway. So no, no technology can help you at that point, right? You still right. have to basically pass the interview and either impress them or don't impress them. <laughs> so, so be careful out there. I think technology should be used as an enabler of all this, not as a replacement for it. Um, I think that's, to me, that's always gonna be the case. At least I hope so. Is, is it worse for a job seeker to have no online profile than it is to have a very small one. Yes. Um, and the, the main reason I hear from recruiters all the time is that, okay, well, what are they hiding? You know, or why aren't they online? To them, it's a red flag. So it's, um, they, they want to know why, okay, why? It, it gives them pause. It gives them doubt. At the very least, you know, create a LinkedIn profile for yourself and, um, and just get on there. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a huge book on yourself, but, you know, something out there. Um, otherwise, it gives them pause. It gives them doubt. It's, that's a big change from even just five years ago. Yeah, definitely. Tells you, where, tells you where we're headed. So Chris, as the mad scientist of online recruiting, anything you can share with us that you're working on right now? You got any new apps in the pipeline or any new websites getting ready to go live? I always got stuff going on, Ryan. So wouldn't be the mad scientist without it. Um, gosh, what the... Uh, well, job, I'll, I'll tell you this. So uh, for Jobmaster, we're actually turning that into a web version. And it's going to be expanded with other types of tools. I'll leave it at that. Um, but um, we don't have an Android version, so I've been thinking about webifying it anyway. And um, going to expand upon Jobmaster overall, create a whole new reason to come to Career Cloud. So stay tuned for that. I've enjoyed our conversation. And for those who would like to know more about you, more about Career Cloud, the podcast, um, any new stuff that you're working on, what is the best way for the listeners to get in touch with you? Yeah, careercloud.com, careercloudradio.com, and uh, follow me on Twitter 
at Chris Russell. And, and if they're, if you happen to be in Connecticut, stop by and get a copy of the book. Definitely. <laughs> Offer stuff. <laughs> All right. You got any final thoughts, words of wisdom or tips you want to pass on to anybody that's listening today? Job hunting is a uh, complex process. Just be persistent. That's definitely uh, a big thing with me is just, you know, stick, stick with it. Don't get discouraged and be persistent, consistent, and eventually you'll, you'll land that gig you want. Awesome. Okay, Chris, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. It's been great finally getting to talk to you. And I look forward to what you have coming down the pipeline. Good stuff, Ryan. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. Do you know what recruiters will find when they search for you online? If not, you should. Take it from the mad scientist himself. Your online activities send signals to others, recruiters included, about who you are as a person. This information can then be used to assess your fit within a company or an organization. And as Chris tells us, your online presence is only going to grow in importance in the coming years. So I'll ask again, do you know what recruiters will find when they search for you online? Thank you, Chris, for being a guest on the show today, for sharing your story, and for reminding us all of the importance of our online reputations. For you, the listener, as always, thank you for tuning in today. I encourage you, check out Chris's apps in the App Store and keep your eye out for any new future releases. If you're new to the show or even a long-time listener, don't forget this is a podcast, which means you can subscribe to the show and have each week's episode delivered right to your favorite phone or pod catcher. That wraps us up for today. The show notes can all be found on the website at ryanroten.com forward slash Chris Russell. Until next week. I've been Ryan, and I'm out. Today's show was edited and produced by Ryan Roten, and the intro and outro music is Pulse by Soundroad.